Digital Marketing Radio episode 90. Is building an app worth it? DigitalMarketingRadio.com Logan Merrick's in the house. Logan, welcome to DMR. Thank you very much. Well, are you sitting comfortably? I am, I am. I'm in my office. I've got a very nice chair here. My business partner worked for me, so uh, <laughs> I'm comfortable. Very Happy good. Well, let's begin. The big interview with David Bay. So, Logan is the co-founder and director of Bazinga App Development, an innovative mobile app development company based in Melbourne, Australia, that focuses on building startups that solve real-world problems. So, Logan, how do you build an app that sells for $12 million? Oh, jeez. I was worried you were going to ask me that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, the, the application, we've got an application, a bit of background story, we've got an application that, um, that we built uh, for, for another guy, so we didn't get to, uh, obviously, we didn't get any money for it, just the, just the, uh, just the cost of actually building it. And, um, and the guy had purchased uh, an existing company, and uh, are you familiar with Bongo? Bongo, Bongo, Ask Bongo? I don't think I am, actually, no. How do you spell that? Uh, B-O-N-G-O. Mm, possibly not. So. It was it was a service. It was a gimmicky little service. It, it, it went completely viral. But basically, what you could do was SMS uh, Bongo and ask. Oh, you know, just with your your first name and maybe the area you live in. I can't remember exactly how it used to work, but um, and then they would send a message back to you, uh, which was personalised. So say uh, I would say, oh, you know, my name's Logan Merrick, uh, and I live in Melbourne. And they would find a Logan Merrick on Facebook uh, in Melbourne and send personalised information back to me. And um, and this was, that was cool. It worked really well. You know, you pay fifty nine cents or whatever it was per message, and uh, uh, and and that's how they made the money. And you got you know, this this little personalised message. But the company started going downhill, and uh, and and this guy came along, Dominic Caruso came along, and he and he bought the company. He bought all the IP, bought everything, and uh, I think he got it for a, for a you know a fraction of what the, the original guy actually bought bought it for, and um, he mobilised it, turned it into a mobile application, and um, and it just took off. So we built we built um, uh, you know we, we're spinning off different versions of, of the same application. So rather than just the bongo thing, it's we've got what would Jesus do and passion for fashion and small and medium uh, uh, business advice and, and all these different niches where you pay a dollar to get what the things dollar twenty nine to get uh, uh, tailored uh, answers to your questions. Wow. So that's basically it. And then, then you know someone obviously got a bit of interest in it and um, struck up a deal and bought it. I should explain uh, the background to the question. Obviously, um, your main heading on your homepage at the moment is "We developed an app that sold for twelve million dollars." So that, that's that's impressive. That's um, certainly um, a very enticing headline. Is that something that you split tested with other headlines? Um, we did actually. We we did um, we built an app that got acquired for twelve million dollars, or. Uh, and, and we ran a number of different ones, and the one that that stuck, we haven't really tested it since. Um, the one that stuck was we built an app for um, that sold for twelve million dollars, and there used to be different subheadings and, and all kinds of stuff. And funnily enough, the uh, the application that sold for twelve million dollars isn't actually on our website at all; <laughs> just that one headline. 
Okay, well, no, I mean that's it's, it's a it's a lovely headline and obviously a, a great thing to be able to say about your business. So, um, do you think in general that that most businesses should have a mobile app? Um, I'm in two minds about this. I think that I think that um, you need to look at your business because it's not for everyone. It's not for everyone. Um, let's say we don't have an app. Um, we cannot fathom what we can we can't think of what we could possibly use an application for. We're we're going to mobilize our our blog and turn it into an application, but um, for some for some businesses, it's just not worthwhile having an application. So for the for the businesses that should have an application, you got to look at your processes and and define where can we save time, where can we deliver value, what tool can we build for our clients um, uh, or for our internal processes that would save us money in the long run. Uh, and it's got to save you or make you a really significant amount because uh, building an application can cost. Anywhere from you know, it's, it's the lowest five thousand dollars, but up to uh, 250000 dollars. So right. you you really got to be able to quantify that uh, return on investment. And of course, it's not necessarily just um, one-off cost as well, because um, software evolves. Um, iOS for Apple evolves over time. You might have to keep on developing your app just to ensure that it stays up to date and just working on a new operating systems. So, um, um, is there a percentage of your initial budget that you should actually be thinking of um, keeping um, to actually uh, continue investing in your app and improving it over time? Yeah, depending on the size of the project, um, and it's not normally even, uh, it's not even related to the size of the project cost. It's more about um, what technologies they're using, what, uh, if they're using iOS and Android, uh, two different operating systems, they they have different cycles of updates and, and, and stuff like this. So every time something comes out, we've got to just fix it. So normally a client of ours would go on a retainer. So if they're, let's say the, the average application costs somewhere around 50,000. That's not true, but it's closer to 80,000, but say it was 50,000, um, then the ongoing monthly cost of updating it and, and you know analyzing what's actually happening and, and providing optimization um, uh, advice. You know, somewhere between you know as low as two hundred dollars a month hosting as well, um, up to you know ten thousand dollars a month. Not on a fifty thousand dollar application, but uh, you know up to let's say a thousand dollars a month. Right. So okay. It, it varies. It varies. That's a, a nice business model as well, certainly because um, it's um, you know completely appropriate that um, a, a client should be continuing to invest in it. But um, it's 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 a nice model to be continuing. To ensure that the the client's app is uh, app is up to date. Yeah, it's like a website. You know, if you if you look at a website, you know, the app, the website is is not a set and forget solution. You've got um, you've got optimize. You've got a you've got a new new features. You've got new pages. You've got a you know, um, split test and all these sort of things. It's the exact same thing. You've got to understand what's happening within your website as well. You know, what what are the common pathways? What are the frequent, frequently asked questions? Um, same thing with a mobile app. And do you, do you find that most clients or prospective clients accept that and um, understand that that's likely to be the case beforehand? Or do you have to um, tell them or explain why that that's got to be the case before they become a client? Yeah, I think, I think that most of them, once you've, got, once you've gone into to get a mobile app, you, you, you're pretty well uh, aware of what, uh, what needs to be done, what, what's expected. So most of them are pretty au okay with it. Some of them, uh, and, and we're relatively selective about who we work with, but the ones who don't see the value in that, um, we we just wouldn't 
we wouldn't take one to client in the first place because we know that in order to be successful, you know, you're not born successful. You're not born, uh, you know, unless you come from a, you know, a, a well family or something. But you're you're not born uh, a complete being. You've got to continuously evolve and develop yourself. And it's the same with the website. It's the same with the business. It's the same with the mobile app. Okay. And um, if you've only got a, a fairly limited budget, is there a certain app store that you should be designing for to begin with? Maybe maybe Apple to begin with? Um, or is that not necessarily the case for all businesses? Yeah, that's a really, really good question. We get asked this a lot, as you can probably imagine. Um, most people will release on one platform to start with. Uh, we typically push them towards iOS. And it's not because you know we're more comfortable with one or the other. It doesn't mean faces, but... Um, the primary reason is because um, most iOS users, most, most iPhone users, um, number one, use more apps than the average Android user, and number two, uh, providing that you have a, a you know, specific monetization model within your application that costs the users money, uh, iOS users also spend more, uh, significantly more than uh, Android users, even as a whole, uh, spend more than Android users. Okay, so even so though. Android users, there are more, I think uh, probably about four times more Android users uh, than there are iOS users. iOS is normally the better platform to go to. And, it, and it, it's not a set, you know, it's not a one size fits all, but typically that's that's the case. Right, okay. Um, so it's not set in stone, but um, generally iOS users may be lesser in numbers, um, but um, are pr- probably have more of a budget and are more likely to actually end up being stronger customers for yourselves in the future yeah correct I mean um, if you look at if you look at um, the, the iOS devices you know you can pick up an iPad for four five hundred bucks six hundred bucks an iPhone uh, one of the new ones you can't get them for any less than thousand dollars it depends on where you are obviously in Australia it's probably more than that um, because we always get smashed with prices <laughs> so so you've got to assume yeah that with an Android phone you can get an Android phone you know, 150 bucks it, and it's a very simple uh, device, but that's still counted as an Android user. Um, so you got to assume that you know nine times out of ten, the, the, I, uh, the iOS users are going to have more disposable income. They they have the ability to spend more money than the Android users. So, nine times out of ten. So what about if a business is um, obviously aware of the fact that um, um, they've got a, a nice, responsive design website? Maybe they've they've got even a mobile site. And um, they're not entirely sure that um, having an app could be benef- beneficial for their business. What would you summarize as being the main differences between a, a decent mobile site and an app in terms of additional functionality that a, an app could potentially provide? Yeah, so um, we do get a lot of people who come to us and they want to build a mobile app, but they don't really understand what a mobile app is. Uh, when I say that, they, they understand what it is, but they don't really don't really understand. So the difference between a, a website and a mobile app is that a website is a dynamic brochure and a, and a fact-finding tool about your business that helps people uh, find information, helps them helps you sell them on your service. Um, a mobile app doesn't do that. People don't people don't go to the app store to find uh, out about the best deals on shoes. They don't go to the app store. They go to Google to find that stuff out. So, so you've got to think of the acquisition path in a different way. And, and because someone who downloads your app has probably already heard about your business, 
they're going to be looking for different information. So uh, typically it's a tool that you would create. Let's say if you were a, um, for example, we, we built a, um, an application for a spa company, the number one um, um, provider of spa units in Australia and Asia Pacific. Uh, we built them an application and wasn't, it wasn't a, about finding out information about their product. It was about um, actually using their product. It was about activating their, their um, spy unit. It was about controlling their spy unit from anywhere in the world. Uh, so if you're driving out to Mount Martha on, uh, on the weekend, you're on a Friday heading up there, you can turn on the, the bubbles, you can turn on the heat. So by the time you get there, it's already nice and warm, ready for you to go jump, the, jump in with the wife. Okay. So that was, it's about creating a tool. And um, would you say that it's fair that um, if um, a customer downloads your app, then in general that customer may actually be more likely to be with you as a business for longer and perhaps a higher value customer because they'll have the app on their phone whereas if they actually visit a website, um, they may forget your website address, they may be more likely to go to a competitor. Yeah, yeah, and that and that's actually stems off from uh, what I said before. It's about creating a tool. So when you when you create a tool for a for a customer that solves a, a problem in their life, they're going to want to keep that tool in their on their phone. You know, they're going to want to keep it there. It's it's really handy. It's really helpful. It's helped them out in, in a number of sticky situations. Um, and and uh, every time they open it, they're reminded of your business. Every time they opened it, uh, open it, it it opens up buying opportunities from your business. So um, absolutely, I mean, you don't have to bookmark uh, a mobile app. You don't have to try to remember a URL for a, for a mobile app. You don't have to even try to remember uh, a company name for a mobile app. It just, it is there on your phone. And on average, uh, the average person has 43 in the States, I think 43 mobile um, apps on their, uh, on their mobile phone. So it's, it's not as crowded as people think. Uh, you just got to try to get your app on their phone. So, for example, um, there's a, a well-known, uh, oh, well, every single bank, obviously, in Australia, they've, um, they've got a mobile application. Um, I've got, I'm with two banks, so I've got two mobile apps for each one of them, hmm. and I use them a lot, you know. And so every time that I'm uh, considering getting a bank loan out or, or anything like that, I would go back to, uh, let's say, Commonwealth Bank, who's, who's my, um, uh, my primary primary bank because they've got just the most beautiful mobile app and it's it's just so easy to use and they're cutting edge and I and I really you know I really respect that. Mm. It's 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 all about design as well. It's strange um because um you would think it's about functionality and, and, and what that app can do. But um, I, I certainly use a lot of apps or even websites simply because they're a lovely experience. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean Typically, you would have an application on your phone uh, and use it often if it solved your problem. But if there was a competitor, so there's two apps, um, both of them solved your problem equally as good. Um, one was ugly, one was poor design, and one was really good design. You would you would choose the, the good design. Mm. So that it is about design, but it is I would say still mostly about solving a problem. Okay. And you see that actually more and more as um, you know when the app store. Uh, was first, you know, open up to to third-party developers in 2008. There were a lot of um, apps that were gimmicky, uh, you know, of a gimmicky nature, like um, you know, fingerprint scanner. You know, before that technology was even available on the mobile phone, 
Um, it didn't actually work, it wasn't actually real, um, uh, but a lot of these sort of uh, applications, and they're not really around anymore, people aren't really building them, we're not getting requests for them anymore uh, because people don't, people don't really care about it anymore. They want, they want apps that solve problems. Okay, and a little bit of a selfish question because um, I've got an app for digital marketing radio, um, but I um, publish it via newsstand um, in the Apple App Store. Have you got any thoughts on what's happening with newsstand and whether or not um, a publication um, like I publish is better off actually publishing in newsstand or perhaps having your own standalone app rather than actually be hidden perhaps within you stand without knowing what the future of that is going to be yeah i mean i would actually love to turn that question around on you to find out if, if you if you know <laughs> if you know that you know are you getting a uh, you mentioned that you've got a fair bit of downloads on you know, yeah you know and i've got i mean there, there's thousands of downloads there's um you know it's a, it's 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 ranking one two or three for digital marketing which is is, is excellent but um I've got nothing to split test it against, so I don't know if it's um, not as good as it could be if it was a standalone application. Um, but of course, um, it's difficult to know what Apple will do with Newsstand in the future because sometimes they update it, sometimes um, they don't appear to do too much support on it. So it's, it's intriguing. What, I mean, what what about generally um, what's happening in the industry at the moment? Um, are there any particular industry trends um, that you're aware of at the moment that um, has changed the app industry or app development significantly? Yeah, I mean, one of the one of the key trends, and there isn't, there isn't really a name for it just yet, and and, uh, and I think everyone's sort of coining their own terms. I've, I've coined it human integration. Um, I'm not certain that, you know, if I actually made that up or if that's uh, an interesting thing I've stolen off someone else. Um, but I've called it human integration, and basically what that means is you notice more and more and more uh, uh, that the technology is becoming part of the of the human physiology. Um, you look at you look at uh, uh, you know if before I was born, you know the, the first ever computers were the size of a room, like uh, you know a, a you know, very large room, and um, and and then they've gotten smaller and smaller and smaller until suddenly you could have one on your desk, um, and then eventually you could have one on your lap. You can take it with you places, and it becomes more and more mobile. And now you've got iPads and, and, and phones, and you've got Google Glasses. Um, with Google, Google Glasses um, 2.0 coming out, um, you know, it, it seems to me, and, and this is the trend that I'm seeing, that technology is becoming more and more integrated into our lives, into our body. It, it, we are becoming connected in a way that we've never been connected before. Uh, and, and it's very much becoming mobile. You know, Google will one day probably be a little chip inside of our brain that, uh, you know, interfaces straight into, a, you know, whatever we're thinking. Um, right now, where, where the, the um, money is being spent, or the, in terms of R&D, is uh, wearable devices. I believe that wearable devices is the future. Um, I don't think that we're going to get rid of the, the old, um, uh, the, the, uh, the actual phones mm. for a while. But uh, I believe that wearable devices are um, a growing trend. Um, as soon as they can make wearables look cool, uh, <laughs> which doesn't, doesn't look very hopeful at the moment, but um, as soon as they can do that, I think that it's going gonna, it's gonna to really take off. Yeah, the first generation of Google Glass wasn't exactly the, the coolest. Um, I... <laughs> <laughs> no. I think that um, uh, technology has never got so many punches in the face uh, before. 
<laughs> I said, didn't we Google Glass came out? I know, yeah, I I, 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 I saw um, a pair actually in Sydney when I was over there and um, it's not the kind of thing you would imagine walking about in. And um, But it, it'll be interesting also to see what happens with Microsoft because um, I saw an announcement recently for Windows 10 and uh, they're bringing in these um, hologram um, headsets um, where, where you can you know, integrate things that you do with, with holograms and, and that seems you know, very futuristic. So um, sometimes you have to take smaller steps to actually get the general public to embrace the technology. So that'll be intriguing to see whether or not that's a significant success straight away. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, it's very exciting. I, I see uh, I see a lot of um, emerging technologies that have sort of gone underground for a long time and say the, um, the um, uh, you know, the 3D printers, you know, they were relatively you know underground and then suddenly just recently they've shot up like they've been around you know 38 years now wow. uh, but it's only been in the last uh you know 12 months that they've actually really really taken off commercially and they're going places um so you look at yeah basically um you know these these uh, wearable devices though they're not and they've been around for a long time as well but though they're not really uh taken off right now it's just they haven't quite nailed it in terms of uh um, market fit. They haven't quite nailed what people actually want, and then, and, and quite frankly, I don't think that technology is available for for meeting what people actually want. Um, uh, but once they do, I think that it's just going to absolutely skyrocket. So right now, the the, the movers and the shakes of the market are are, um, are the people who are investing their their time space uh, or mind space, I should say, into figuring out how how best to fit these wearable devices. To, uh, to to people, in, in real people, in real situations. Hmm. Well, let's segue into the second section of our discussion. So that focuses more on your thoughts and digital marketing in general, you know, where it's been and, and where it's going. So starting off with... Software I couldn't live without. What software do you currently use in your business that if someone took away from you, it would significantly impact your marketing success? Oh, I think that if WordPress disappeared... Hmm. I would probably have to end my life. I think that I would have no reason to live anymore. <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, blogging, blogging for sure. I, I, I find um, uh, not just in my own marketing, but actually when I'm going out and looking for information, um, people who people who adopted blogging uh, in in the, the real blogging, doing it you know properly, um, you know, very very helpful. And and from a marketing standpoint. Our primary, so as an app development software company, that's our service, our primary um, marketing channel is uh, blogging. We, we blog and we get, uh, you know, uh, 10, 20, 30,000 visitors per month. Uh, you know, a very small fraction of those people actually contact us, but, um, but it's, the, uh, it's the asset, you know, we can, we can, um, yeah, we can attribute a lot of our success to, to our blog. So how often do you blog then and um, what kind of post in terms of size and content do you tend to do? Um, we blog, well, we release one blog every week. It's not always me. So sometimes we'll have um, one of the staff members that have um, put their hand up to be on the schedule. Uh, Caitlin, uh, Daniel, uh, you know, they'll, they'll sometimes want to share some of their um, expertise. Um, we normally try to do around about 1,500 words per article and typically centered around um, how to. Um, so, for example, uh, 
we launched a, a very success, a successful blog. Uh, when I say successful, it, it got um, a lot of uh, a lot of views, a lot of traction uh, on, on social media, um, which was centered around how to launch your application. It's about the step-by-step -step methodology for launching a mobile application, uh, a particular method for doing that. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it just it did really, really well. So people tend to find, in our um, sphere anyway, people tend to find the how-to articles to be really um, helpful and, and, um, and they really engage with that. Okay, uh, here's a slightly more challenging question in relation to software. Um, what software... Well, question <laughs> <laughs> no 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 that's that's i mean i i took it towards blogging as well so i mean but i mean um regarding software what piece of software don't you use at the moment but you've heard good things about and you've meant to try at some point in the near future in regards to digital marketing um in regards to software that could um enhance your business um or enhance your marketing activities yeah okay uh well let's okay um good question we use a lot of softwares, uh, so it's, it's, this is going to be a really tough question to answer. I think that we probably should do more uh, more technical SEO analysis of uh, you know uh, link building um, type. Uh, you know, we don't use any software for that stuff at mm. all. Uh, in fact, it's not even a focus for us. We don't even look at links um, at all. I couldn't tell you how many links we've got going into our website. Um, and it's really just, uh, I think, neglect, to be honest, and it's really just we don't have the softwares, not that they're, you know, most of them are free anyway, but uh, we just, yeah, that's probably something that could really help. Do, do you look <laughs> at th things that, like yeah. um, where the traffic is um, coming from and um, how much traffic is landing on each page? Yeah, so we, we do, um, we use HubSpot. Are you familiar with HubSpot? Yeah, yeah. HubSpot's been uh, quite good. It's, a, it's from a high level. It's, it's, it helps out a lot. But um, what we find is that we might need to engage another software. Um, we're looking at Kissmetrics, for example, at the moment, which is a bit more uh, detailed analytics um, software sure. to try to better understand what people are doing within our, um, our website and, and where they're coming from, where our you know key marketing channels are, and, and what have you. So. Um, that's probably one thing. I think there's a big there's a big talent gap at the moment um, in in Fortune 500 companies uh, as well as uh, SMEs and and anything else in between, uh, where there's a big talent gap where we don't have a lot of marketing uh, analytical marketing people. Uh, we don't have many people who will look at the data and actually interpret that, uh, make decisions from that. So from 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 my experience, most marketing people are zany and, and high level and, and creative, whereas uh, uh, I think that there's yeah we definitely as 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 a company and probably as a as a you know, everyone internationally uh, need to invest more into understanding the data. Yeah, and I think digital marketing is quite unique in that um, it requires two different mindsets, you know, to be artistic but also scientific at the same time, and that's not two natural personalities that go together. That's exactly right. I think the, the CIOs of um, large organisations are finally realising that they need to let go of the grasp of the uh, marketing people, but at the same time the marketing people need to still uh, you know, have, have some sort of... Um, uh, analytical backbone in, in whatever they're doing to, to you know, quantify a return on investment. Hmm. 
Okay, well, moving on to... I wish I would have. I'd like you to look back on the very first day that you're involved in trying to market a business online. What didn't you do to do so well? What do you wish that you would have done differently? Uh, when we first started, I, I, um, I'm, I'm 100% self-taught, so I don't actually I've got no marketing degree or anything like that. Um, uh, when we first started, I didn't know the first thing about marketing, so I went with the, uh, the shotgun uh, uh, method, which basically means uh, do everything and do lots of it uh, and, and shoot, shoot in every which direction. So we just spray and pray, just hopefully something works, and mm. that worked quite well. <laughs> You know, well enough that we're still here. So how long but, ago was that uh, you were talking about? How long ago? Yeah, how long ago was that? Oh, I mean, look, we've only been in, we've only been in business for maybe two, two and a half, three years. Okay. So it was an early in that early piece. Uh, let's say three three years ago, maybe for for a good twelve months, we were we were spraying and we were praying. <laughs> um, and if I had uh, if I if I could do it again, I would have I would have gone. Um, would have really focused in on two areas back then would have been uh, blogging and really really high quality blogs and um, and Facebook marketing because that's when that Facebook marketing goldmine boom happened and then ever since then uh, they've they've done some very interesting things with the algorithms but I think that had a, had we um, you know taken that approach we would have been in a slightly different place okay but not, not so by Facebook advertising or, or marketing, do you actually mean their paid advertising program and actually defining very close, you know, niche um, market segments um, or, or perhaps a list of people that um, have already liked a certain page and advertising towards them, driving people back to your site? Or are you talking about building Facebook pages and, and, and likes up on there? Yeah, so I mean, all the, the, the strategies you would, um, just mentioning that, that, that open graph, they didn't have that back then. So more so referring to the um, just building building a, a, a following on, on Facebook, um, you know, learning like really, really just honing down and learning about how to uh, how to do that really well. Uh, just just the organic stuff. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's it's incredible. Uh, there's so much involved with it now. Um, when I started in digital marketing, probably about ten, eleven, twelve years ago, um, it was a case of um, it's internet marketing, and there's only four or five different things you can do, and um, there wasn't a great deal of of depth um, either. But there are so many market funnels that you could actually. Um, aim for nowadays um, it's 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 impossible to know everything or even a little bit about everything and, and, and you have to understand perhaps where your personal strengths are as well as where your potential customers might be hanging out and, and, and focus majority of your time there now I guess no I, I absolutely agree I mean there there are some things that I'm uh, I, I can say that yeah you know I, I'm relatively good at that and one of them is uh, writing I can write. Uh, I, I can write decently, but um, for all other things, I'm not very good. So when it comes to Facebook um, marketing, I, I'm, I'm virtually not allowed to touch our page. It's Caitlin um, <laughs> does all of that, and, and um, <laughs> Twitter, I'm not allowed to look at it. Um, LinkedIn, I, I do a bit of um, stuff, you know, but yeah, Facebook is no, not. I'm not allowed. To, I'm not even allowed to um, have a have access to it. But it's also what you're what you like doing as well, because I'm not necessarily um, the best broadcaster, but I love 
podcasting and um, making a show, as it were. And um, I, I want to continue to get better at doing that over time. And uh, I enjoy doing that. So I, I guess if you're passionate about something, um, then that's just as important as being good about good at doing it as well. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, uh, I think it was uh, Steve Jobs and, and probably every other successful person in the world has always said, um, you should, you know, focus on what you what you like doing. Focus on what you're good at, and uh, don't worry about the money. It, it, it'll come, you know. Um, and that's definitely I, I, I definitely play that card uh, now more than I used to. I don't really do anything I don't enjoy anymore. Um, I don't even pay bills anymore because uh, I don't enjoy it. <laughs> and they get paid. They, they do get the money. Pay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I, I still pay the tax and stuff. I don't enjoy it, but. Okay, well, uh, moving on to the this or that round. So this is the quick response round. Ten quick questions. Uh, just two rules here. Try not to think about the answer too much. And you're only allowed to say the word both on one occasion. So email or Twitter. Uh, what? Email, email or Twitter? Yeah. Email. Audio or video? Uh, video. Affiliates or display advertising? Display. Facebook or Google Plus? Uh, Facebook. Online press. Google Plus. <laughs> Online press releases or one and one relations. One on one. Paid search or SEO. SEO. Email contact form or telephone number. Telephone number. Website or app. Website. Ooh. Oh wait, did you say app? Mobile app. <laughs> yeah. Website or app. Oh, yeah? that Website. <laughs> Social subscriber or email subscriber? Uh, email subscriber. And local marketing or global marketing? Local marketing. Yay! Some interesting answers there. No both, so um, that or <laughs> just about no boths. Um, so which one were you struggling with most? That was um interesting about uh, website or app. You weren't sure which way to go yeah. there. Well, I mean. I'm in two thoughts about that now. I use a lot of mobile apps, but I will admit I do a lot of Googling, uh, and I think that's that's a, quite a natural natural thing. I mean, in fact, when I do my Googling, I use my, my Google app for it. Um, I listen in front of my computer, but um, I don't know. I think that I think I like websites because I do a lot of I read a lot of blogs. I reckon I, I probably read four or five blogs uh, per day. Uh, so yeah, you, you know you don't you don't get that on on a mobile mobile phone. Mm. So do you have um, any clients that have one hundred percent of their income just coming through an app, and they don't have a website at all? Oh yeah, I um, I think I don't have a single client who has an app but not a website. Whether it, I, but I, but um, their website would be a simple landing page. Uh, you know, it wouldn't be like a full on. That's not the service. The service is the app, and the website is a is, is like a uh, marketing tool for the app. Okay. The ten thousand dollar question. So, if I was to give you ten thousand dollars and you had to spend it over the next few days on a single thing to grow your business, what would you spend it on, and how would you measure success? Uh, Google AdWords. No, no. I would spend it on uh, optimizing the website, hands down. I would optimize the website. I'd optimize the the crap out of it. Uh, 
and I would measure the success by uh, conversion rate. So by optimizing the website, do you mean focusing on keywords or conversion rates or uh, just um, goals and end sales at the end of the day? Yeah, sorry. Okay, so what I would do is I would, um, uh, assuming that your website, my website is already um, SEO um, optimized uh, when it, when it, in, in terms of, in terms of uh, backlinks and, and meta tags and all these sort of things, um, I would focus on um, speeding up the website, significantly speed up the website mm -hmm. and, and, uh, uh, and, and split testing, um, you know, finding out what people actually want and really just, really just trying to understand the behavior behind the users. What I'm learning more and more is it's not so much about the links that are coming into your website. It's about the behavior of the users on your website. That's yeah. probably more important. No, definitely. And, and that's the kind of thing that Google wants to find out more about now as well. And they want to rank websites based upon that as well. Because obviously, if someone spends 10 or 20 seconds on your site, and someone else spends five minutes on your site, that kind of person is more relevant. And if they can deliver that type of person to your business, they'll be more likely to want to rank you for that type of visitor. My number one takeaway. So you've offered a lot of great advice in our conversation. But What's the number one takeaway? What's the single most important step that our listeners just need to take away and implement in their own businesses, would you say? Okay. Um, the number one takeaway, I would say, is uh, look at, if you were to think about building a mobile app, if you've got in your mind that you know, maybe mobile, you know, the world is going mobile, we know that, that's a fact. It's not, there's no more questions about it, it is a fact. Okay, so with that knowledge in mind, uh, how do you mobilize your business if, if you in fact should? So look at how you can create a tool for your customers, whether you're a global business or a local business, that, um, that will engage them and keep them working with you. Um, Starbucks, I believe, they have an application that now accounts for 15% of total revenue for the entire company in all US stores. Wow. Uh, and so that that, that 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 include that's total revenue, including offline sales. Yeah, that's it's everything. Wow, that that's that's quite incredible. Um, yeah, it's 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 just amazing, you know, considering the fact that you mentioned earlier on that um, apps only started in about two thousand eight or so, and now we're at a stage where they're bringing in just a significant chunk of revenue for a massive company. So it's just absolutely incredible to think what might happen over the next two or three years. Yeah, and, and it's probably not so much even thinking of the application of what return on investment are we going to get directly from this application because a lot of the time it's not a direct return on, of investment, but it can be measured in terms of lifetime value of the customer. Uh, it can be measured in terms of customer satisfaction. If you have a mobile application that solves a problem for your current customers, are they more likely to stay with you in the long term? The, the simple answer to the question is yes. If you solve a problem for your customers and they're happy with your service, then they're likely to stay with you in the long term. And so if you spend 50 grand up front, but you make, let's say, over the next five, 10 years, um, you know, I don't know what your current you know, turnover is, but you'd be looking at, you know, it, certainly for most companies, in the, in the tens of millions. So, yeah, that's, I think that's, that's probably the key takeaway. Yeah, I know it's an intriguing thought to, to leave us on. So um, what's the best way for audience to find out more about you and what you do? I would, uh, I mean, if, you, if, you're, if you're on LinkedIn, um, I'd love to connect with you on LinkedIn. Just, just um, send me through an uh, invitation. 
Uh, alternatively, come and have a look at our website. Come, come um, subscribe to our blog. Grab one of the free eBooks. We've got a ton of free learning material. It's it's all it's all free. We're just giving it away, and it's, and it's good stuff. It's really really good stuff. And your your website, of course, buzzinga au. Yeah, just go to double check the spelling. It's b u z i n g a dot com dot au. Uh, some people think it's b a z i n g a, and yes, I do believe it comes from the Big Bang Theory. Uh, I have a double check. There is there is specu- there's speculation that it came from the Big Bang Theory. Well, just to make sure people go to the right place, I'll make sure I link to it from the show notes and the the email newsletter and the magazine as well, so um, people um, can just follow the link and uh, get to where you are. Yeah, thanks. I really appreciate it. Oh, no problem. Okay, well, thanks for coming on. Uh, so, um, and thank you, dear listener, for joining us. We'll catch you soon on Digital Marketing. Digital Marketing Radio. 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 Bye for now.